A good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. And today, what we are talking about is, guess what? We're going to talk about some video stuff. But I think we're going to need to address some video concerns, because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of you guys are throwing every excuse in the book to avoid getting on camera. And we're going to dispel every one of those excuses and show you guys sort of why they don't matter, why it's all in your head. So what I wanted to do today was bring on one of my dudes, one of the dudes that are responsible for creating all of this content for real estate. What's up? What's up? Chris, let's go ahead and uh, introduce yourself really quick to our audience because Chris is the guy sort of behind the scenes here that coaches a lot of our clients. He's the guy that sort of gets them out of their shell. So he's going to bring a, a videographer and a production perspective to this conversation today. And I think you guys will get a lot out of it. So Chris, without further ado, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit more about whom you are. That's right. That's right. So how you guys doing? My name is Chris. Came on a real estate marketing dude a little while back. Got on here with Mike. Uh, I've been in video for a while now. I started back when I was 15 years old. Picked up a flip camera, which is nowadays is a thing of the past. You know, as we can say, technology moves, moves fast these days. So um, that was about nine years ago for me. And I've just been doing video ever since. Video editing, video production. I have my own YouTube channel. And that's kind of the theme that you'll see nowadays is people do everything now. You shoot it, you edit it, you're on screen, you're, you're in front of the camera, you're behind the camera. And really, that's how you get good at it. So, you know, I've just been doing wow. it for a while now. That's funny you say that. I remember having the flip phone and I used to carry it around in my pocket. That was like back in 2009-ish, 10 even, right? Yeah. And I used to carry around the flip phone and I would just literally record those videos and used to play, you able to plug that thing right in your laptop, upload them. But if you look at the quality of those things, looking at back in hindsight, like how bad was that camera? Oh my God. <laughs> this is horrible. First off, the, those cameras recorded, what you saw on those phones was about this big. And yeah. um, that's exactly what you got when you took them off your phone was a video about this big, which is pretty amazing nowadays that um, you can basically shoot a movie on your, on your phones nowadays. And in reality, I mean, a lot of filmmakers preach and I, we preach over here is it's not about the equipment, you know, it's, it's about what you know how to do with the equipment and how you use that equipment totally. is what makes the thing. Now, does it help to have really nice equipment? Yes. Do you need it? Absolutely not. So let's go through This is, I like, I like the direction this is headed. As you guys know, we don't really plan these conversations. I could actually look at Chris in my office right now, but we're both yeah. recording <laughs> right now. So that's a very good point, Chris. So let's start at the beginning here. You're right. 2009 is like right when video started to come around. That was the first time I did my first video. And a lot of people ask me a lot of times, Hey Mike, how did you get started in video? So I want to tell a story because we're going to get into authenticity. Yep. So back in about 2009, um, the first video I ever did, this is when it was brand new. It felt weird. I was in front of a green screen. And at that time we had a short sale uh, mastermind and our short sale mastermind was called short sales redefined. It was a really high ticket item. It was $25,000 per head and for a 12 month uh, membership. So the very first video I did, we decided to go out and this is the very first event we ever did. And I'm from Chicago. We had the event in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And we went out, I went out and I bought 1 million email addresses. I bought it three times. So the cost was 
to send out 1 million emails across the country to all the realtor emails through a system called eCampaign Pro, 3,000 bucks. So we sent out the email three times. So it was $9,000 in promotions. And we were just promoting this event, mind you, at probably one of the worst times of real estate ever. Now, at that event, we ended up doing very well. We actually, you know, grossed roughly about $200,000, $250,000, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not telling you that to brag. I want to tell you why that happened. Now, we did a case study with every single agent that signed up for our, our mastermind at that time. And we were all in on short sales. And we're like, what made you come to this event? Because people traveled from California, like from different states and people yeah. from all over the country coming to this event. And we had no idea what we were doing. We just sent out a spammed email. But the spammed email had a link to the video that we shot. This is when I learned authenticity. And the very first thing I said on this video was like, you know, first I was, I was in ripped jeans, shorts, flip-flops. I was fucking 20, 2009 years, style. Yeah, 2009 <laughs> style. I was a young, just total, just punk, single guy, right? It's totally different than I'm not, today I'm a family man, right? So now here's how the video started out. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm sorry. This is not no bullshit type of short sale training program. And I swore. And I just got up and talked, right? Folks, believe that. I was swearing back then. So what happened was every single person who joined, they said, dude, when I saw that fucking video, I just knew you were the real deal because there was no hiding. It was truly authentic. Every single person said the same thing. And that day I remember went ding, 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 ding. It's okay to go ahead and be you. It is okay to be authentic and real in front of camera because the number one issue and where I'm getting with that is we're going to address the very issue on why people hesitate from even getting on video to begin with. And that issue is I'm too fat. My shit is boring. This is my hair. My hair doesn't look good. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's all these excuses. And, and it's funny because 2009 is right around the time when YouTube started to take off. So it was so new. People really didn't know how to get on camera and be fake at that time. If you think about it, nowadays, it's all about this image that people are trying to portray opposed to back then. It was so new. You really didn't know what to do when you got on camera. So you essentially were just being yourself. And yep. in your mind, you're like, I don't really know what this is, so I'm just going to do it. And that's what's changed from back then and now is now there's this image that everyone feels like they have to portray instead of being themselves. They want to be like this guy or like that guy. And that is kind of the blessing and the curse is where video is now and where it's going is it is hard to learn to be yourself as opposed to back then when no one was doing it. It was so new. It was like you just had to try whatever you came to mind. And that was just being yourself. And it was kind of easier back then as it is now. You're right. And again, you guys, if, if you feel like you're stopping yourself from getting on camera or video, if it's any of those excuses, that is only in your head. Uh, let me give you another story. Back in about 2011, 2012, once I started realizing this whole authenticity thing, um, I decided to rebrand myself into the Chicago real estate dude. And I think I was probably one of the first people that I've seen at least that had a cartoon representation of their real estate brand. And again, at that time, totally unprofessional, totally not regular, right? And I tell people this all the time, like 10 years ago, even seven years, five years ago, you couldn't be as raw and authentic as you could be today. And I think social media really opened the door for that. But I remember, same thing, Chris, at the time. Now, this wasn't video, this was just branding. But everyone goes, Mike, you're crazy. You're going to put a cartoon on your representation of being a real estate brand, and then you're going to call yourself a dude? That is so unprofessional. You're going to lose business. Folks, I did not lose business. I gained business because you want to know who the fuck I attracted? I attracted a bunch of dudes and dudettes. Yep. And what's really interesting is even now, I'm not 
selling houses anymore. I'm selling marketing services and video services to realtors. But my brand went from Chicago real estate dude to real estate marketing dude. It's still a dude brand. Listen to this. The stats for the demographics that click on my shit on Facebook has not changed. It's 26 to 44 years of age, which tells you this isn't even, this isn't a real estate thing. This isn't any business thing. What works is when you're just true to yourself. Some of you guys who are watching this or listening to this might think I swear too much and that's fine, right? It's just who I am, right? But at the end of the day, be yourself. That's what video is. So the point of why I'm going into this is don't overthink this. Again, that goes back to the idea that, you know, everyone nowadays thinks when they put a video out that it's for 10 million people, that it's for 20 million people. It's, it's not about that. You'll never make it far trying to please everybody. And that's the thing with the internet. You'll never please everybody. It's better to have 50 people that watch your video religiously. They love you. They love you for who you are than to have a thousand people who occasionally click your video every now and then. And that's what you kind of learn as you go through this video thing is like, as opposed to when I started even me when I was young. And now it's a battle that you constantly go through as you see these people getting millions and millions of views. And you're like, I need to be like them or I need to do what they did. But then you listen to these people talk and they constantly preach is I was just myself. And people began to latch on eventually, whether some people it takes a year to get a million subscribers or a million followers. And some people it takes, they do it for 10 years. They post a thousand videos and one video blows up and then they start attracting their crowd. There's a crowd out there for everybody. And that's what everyone seems to forget. It's not about those a million people. Focus on touching those first 10 people who love your video, those first 20 people who love your videos and let it grow from there because those people will tell people that they think will like you about you and they'll come on. And like I said, I wouldn't go tell my friend who's not into football about a football channel to go watch this football channel. I'm going to tell someone who I think will like a football channel to come watch this football channel, if that makes sense. Yep. 100%. So folks, what we're getting at is it's okay to be you, right? 100%. That's, that's the key to video because the reason why we focus on authenticity so much is uh, your delivery and your communication then becomes very natural, very authentic. And ultimately that's what people are attracted to. When you're creating videos, you should not be nervous. Like Chris, how many people do you see when they get in front of a camera and all of a sudden their knees buckle, right? Yeah, like, like, like you'll be in the camera, you, you'll like super confident. They get in front of the phone, they're like, ah. Yeah, and it's just like, like I said, that's like Mike said earlier, that's all in your mind. Everyone, everyone does that. And once they finally loosen up and then they see their video, it's like, it's like, why was I even nervous in the first place? Because it's like, it's all in your mind when you get in front of the camera. It's like, you can rehearse as much as you want. You get in the front of the camera and just get all frightened, but for what? Honestly, no one has to watch that video if you don't want them to. You can have that in your phone, get all nervous in front of them, do terrible. So what? No one's ever going to see it if you don't want them to see it, you know? I was just going to say that you took the words out of my mouth. So like, rule number one, when you're shooting your videos, don't get all nervous because Chris is right. You don't have to show it to anyone if you don't like them. All right. So we were at an event last week, Chris, and one of the agents asked us, she asked us a question and uh, she said something, I forget the exact wording of it, but it was something along the lines of like, well, you know, something happens that when I just get in, she was asking me what she should do on a listing video. That's what it was. She was like, what should I do on a listing video? And I, and I look at her, I go, well, what do you do on a showing? Like, do you get nervous when a buyer comes walking through the house or do you just go around and show the freaking house out? I go, oh, the only difference is let's just pretend the buyer is the camera. Is the camera. Now, now you can speak to 100 buyers at the same freaking time. That's what video does. It allows you to be everywhere all the time.
and don't overthink it. That's all it is, folks. Yes, it is a little nerve-wracking getting in front of a camera the first time because, but so was your first listing presentation. So was the first time you took a buyer to go see properties and you had no idea how to use a freaking lockbox. Like, this isn't hard, it's new. And that's exactly what it is. It's, like you said, it's new. But here's the thing, and here's the ease of mind on that is, if you walk into any restaurant or any place anywhere nowadays, people are walking around with their phones recording. You're essentially recording something all day long. That's what social media is. You record a video of you eating food. You record a video of this, a video of that. You're more experienced than you think you are. That's the thing. You get in front of this camera, you get so nervous. But in reality, if you've been on social media, if you haven't been under a rock, you're way more experienced than you think you are. Nobody's looking at you weird. Now, maybe 10 years ago, if I'm walking around with my big camera, looking at myself like this, people are like, what is that guy doing? Nowadays, you might get asked, oh, are you shooting a video? Yeah, it's normal. This is what what you see nowadays. That's true. So let's go through... um, how people sort of find their voices. You know, like one of the things that I think is essential is that, you know, there's strategy involved with video. My advice to you is don't go out and just shoot a video to uh, check a box. The second thing is the video should never be about you, period. No. Like the video should be about how you relate to others. And the way to, in my opinion, to do video the right way is to do it in the form of a storyteller or a news reporter um, and you report your own news. Now, a lot of you are probably like, what the fuck do you mean, Mike? What are you talking about? First, let's go through and explain a little bit of how somebody would sort of find their initial voice. Like, you know, like, like for me, I'm a dude, right? Yep. My dudeness allows me to swear. Let's be honest. Yeah. Right. People sort of know what they're going to get. But the reason why I picked that brand name was because it's just who, who I am. You are, yeah. And that's really what it comes down to is really just sitting down and looking at yourself and finding who you are and finding your voice. And the thing is that doesn't have to stay like that. The same thing forever. Things change. People change. You change. You get in front of the camera. You look at my videos from a year ago and you look at my videos. Now I'm the same person. There's things that are about me that are the same in front of the camera, but there's things that are different as well. And that's, that's the constant thing is like, you don't have to get in front of the camera and be fake, be you. And if you change, then you change on camera. That makes you relatable. You don't want to get in the camera and be fake. I mean, you watch a TV show, you're watching a character and they change throughout their episodes, right? And you stay tuned along that. There's no difference between you as a person and finding that voice. And it's really just who you are. You can't really fake that. Like you just got to get in the, as soon as you try to fake it, that's when it becomes hard. And you're trying to, uh, and that's what I feel crushes a lot of people is they're trying to be something that they're not. Mike can wake up in the morning and be him on any day. He's going to wake up and be him. He's going to get in front of the camera and be him. I'm going to get in the front of the camera and be me. And that's just what it is. Get in front and whatever you do, be you. On camera, off camera, be the same person. Yep, 100%. So let's put this in the context. So let me give you an example. I'm giving you an example of a gal over on the East Coast. So one of the things we like to do is like when we're, and I'll walk you guys through sort of how our process works here. Not to sell you something. I hope you come on board and buy something from us, right? But let me just share with you why we do what we do, okay? So to come up with a good media strategy or a uh, video strategy, you first need to sit down and think about it a little bit. And you want to find out sort of what is your centralized theme. The truth is, is that you should be creating content on stuff you're already doing. The goal of video content, if you are rolling around to become this local celebrity and if you're using it in the way that at least we teach and preach, it's to build your personal brand. The more people who know what you do, the more opportunities you have. So to make it really simple, you have to first find what your voice is. So 
one of the things we like to do is we do a uh, what we call a deep dive, which is more of like a therapy session. And we meet with this one gal and we find out one of the questions I like to ask everyone is if you were to win the lotto tomorrow, but all the airports are closed, what the hell are you going to do? All right. So you can't travel. And that's why I say it that way. So we find out with this gal, she's like, her passion is in food. She's a foodie. She doesn't really care about selling houses. Selling houses is what pays the bills. But if it were her way, she'd probably open up a restaurant or a catering company. Right. So how do we take someone like that and determine what their voice is? Well, it's very simple. So we come up with a centralized theme that she's your real estate chef, right? So what would a real estate chef, how would a real estate chef talk? Let me give you an example. A real estate chef does not give a buyer's presentation. They have a recipe to making a wise investment. A real estate chef does not list someone's house for sale. They have the secret sauce to getting top dollar. A realty chef or a chef realtor, we create a media series that's called What's Cooking. It's just her way of saying what's up. Right. But because she's concentrating on stuff that she's passionate about, that authenticity will shine. Does that make sense, Chris? Yeah, 100 percent. And Mike is saying with this deep dive thing, sometimes finding your voice is easier said than done. And you need that bird's eye view. You need someone else to come in and kind of help you see that, like see that I can spin cooking into being a real estate thing. I can spin cooking into being something else. Like, and sometimes you need that bird's eye view perspective in order to see that. And you know, that's what the deep dive kind of provides a little bit. I want you guys to ask yourself this. Like, I want you to literally grab a pen, grab a paper. I want you to write down the last 10 clients that you closed the transaction with. Now I want you to now look at each of those names on that list. And I want you to say, wow, it's sort of weird that, you know, all these people became friends right? Yeah. You realize that some of them are beer drinking buddies or wine drinking pals or shopping buddies, or you guys play sports together. Well, the reason for that is because we naturally attract like people, right? So all we're saying is that when you're authentic, you'll naturally attract like people as well. The truth is, is that you're not going to resonate with everyone. God only made you one way and that's okay. You don't need to resonate with everyone because the jack of all trades is the master of none. And at the end of the day, 76% of people are going to use the first agent they speak to. When you start speaking someone's language and connecting with them, the chances of you becoming the first person they speak to greatly increase. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then this happens not by talking to them about real estate. This by happens by talking to them about cooking. If you like cooking and they like cooking, then that's probably why the conversation started in the first place. And then it led to the business stuff after the fact. But, you know, like you hear business and the first thing you think is, oh, this guy's trying to sell me something or, you know, and that kind of feels fake at first. But now if it starts off with like, oh, we're friends or, oh, we relate in that aspect, it's not so scary when that business topic comes up or that, oh, that business side of things comes up. It's not an instant push away. It's like, oh, wait, this is my friend or I relate to him. Let me listen to this. Totally. So let's go with this concept. Let's keep playing off of this role right here. This is, I think everyone can understand this. So let's say, let's just use a straight example. If yeah. the media series is called what's cooking, let's talk about the different types of videos we can create with that theme, right? The truth is, is that when you identify your voice, it'll also identify what to create content on, right? So in this sense, what's cooking would probably be a food show of small business interviews, but it doesn't always have to be a food show. What's cooking real estate could honestly be about real estate content. However, I would be in a kitchen throwing a bunch of monopoly houses into a pot, right? Doing real estate analogies. I would be using yeah. stuff analogies and tying them to real estate because that's what the brand name would be. And as a result, it'll be way more memorable.
And then you use the lingo, like instead of I'm going to do a, a listing video, I'm going to give you the secret sauce on this house. Or, you know, that's where you kind of go in that direction is like, I'm not here to show you this home. I'm going to give you the secret sauce on this house. Let's go inside and check it out. And that's where you're kind of like where your mind has to go once you start building these brands is like, there's a lot more that can connect than you think. Totally. I think we overthink it though, because no, you're, you hit it right on the dot. Now, let me ask you guys this. So as you create a media series, um, we name shows and I'll show you with you guys why naming a show is extremely important. I think it's a psychological thing. If I don't have a show name, the video is all about me. If I have a show name, the video is all about them. So let me give you an example. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Cuevas. Today we're going to talk about what Mike Cuevas likes to talk about. Who cares? No one cares about Mike Cuevas. But I say, hey, what's up? This is Mike Cuevas. Today we're talking about another episode of the San Diego Transplant. And today we're talking about where the best schools are in La Jolla. And we're going to go around and view all the different schools. Now I'm a news reporter. Okay, so when you're creating an ongoing media series and you're doing it to build a personal brand, you're not doing this as a sales video, I think it's extremely important to come up with a centralized theme. The theme will give you an unlimited amount of content. And it'll also tell you what to create content on. 100%. I, I, I agree 100%. It's a lot easier to relate to that and make it, it makes it feel like it's less about you. Like I'm talking about myself. Hey, this is Chris. Like you said, this is Mike. This is Chris. This is Chris. This is Chris. No, this is Chris with the San Diego transplant. So now everyone in San Diego is like, okay, it's not about Chris. It's about San Diego. I live in San Diego. I want to watch it. And that's what it, it takes that pressure off of you, which is another thing. Why are you so nervous? It's not about you. And that's another thing that can help ease your nerves a little bit is by creating a brand and a centralized theme, it takes that pressure off of you. Yep. Which gives you another reason to ease those nerves. So I, I think what we're getting at, guys, honestly, is... Stop being so nervous. <laughs> when, you get, when you get that theme, it'll, it'll bring out the authenticity to what you're trying to do. Because let's be honest, like, Video, there's a lot of different ways you can or can't use it, right? But ultimately, what I believe the best use of video is, is for, to build up on your personal brand. And the only way you do that, video is not a lead generation thing. It's a communication strategy, the most impactful one for that matter. And when you consistently communicate to the same audience over time, that's when you build a brand. Chris, if you didn't come home tonight, you just go out with your guys all night and you don't tell your girl what you're doing, you do that for three weeks in a row, or let's say three months for a row. Do you guys still have a relationship? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm in, I'm in the doghouse. Yeah. I think we all would be, right? Yeah. So I, I want you guys to think about, do you have a relationship with your database? And I think the problem that a lot of people have is like, how do I communicate with my database without always talking about real estate? Because let's be honest, you run out of stuff to say, but you know that you need to say something. That's the biggest concern. This is how we figured this out. It's like, so we just started nurturing our database and farming our database with video content. What we found is that it nurtures the relationship. Um, and I want to give you guys another example. Chris, do you have anything to add on that? Uh, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, if you look at nowadays business model and video, exactly. If you look at the Kardashians and you look at all these people, they're constantly releasing things, talking to their database, whether it's on the e-network watching the Kardashians, you go to their Snapchat, you go to their Instagram, you go here, they're constantly talking to their database over and over again on every single platform. And that's why they have such a big following. The same with these YouTube stars as opposed to TV is, yeah, you go to TV 
and you watch an episode once a week. Yeah, that's cool. But you go on YouTube and then you get a daily vlogger who's posting a vlog every single day. And now they have 12 million subscribers. They're getting 10 million views every single day. 10 million people click that person every single day. And that's just because people want to feel connected to you. They want to feel like they have a relationship with you, which is why it's so important. Totally. It's also hard to get you out of their head. You know, yeah. like the thing um, I like to preach, Chris, we should actually put this on our wall is that it's not your database's job to remember what the hell you do for a living and send you business. However, it is your job to remind them. And the goal of your content creation or anything should do just that. The truth is, is that if you are creating hyper-local videos, whether you're doing business owners or you're doing neighborhood tours or points of interest, maybe you're creating case studies out of your clients or you're doing real estate content, whatever the strategy is, uh, what's most important about it is that it's consistent and it's the frequency of touches. And I want you guys to think of this no differently than a concept that we're all familiar with and that's direct mail farming. So how it works is direct mail farming in concept is identical to consistently creating video to build your personal brand. However, I believe that video is just way more impactful. I know that it is. And it's just because of how communication is perceived. So if you look at direct mail farming, what we're really talking about is that you pick up 500 doors, you pick an audience and you start showing up in their mailbox each and every month. Now year one, that doesn't necessarily always turn into a good ROI, but year two and three and four and five is when it starts hitting. So it takes some time. Video is way more impactful. So it just happens faster, right? Because if people are, you're communicating through a postcard. Well, last I checked, Chris, a postcard doesn't have a personality, but a video does. Therefore, that's why it's more impactful. So I hope that that's relatable. 100%. I hope that sticks and I hope that makes sense for you guys. Chris, I got some questions for you because you're working with so many different agents and different personalities around the country now. What do you think is like that mindset shift? Like if you were to give advice for an agent, from the time they go from inception of like the very first video they shoot, because there's always like a switch, there's like a light that goes off, right? What do you generally see when that happens? I think it always starts with the normal, oh, I'm nervous, I'm scared to do it. But the people that go out and shoot that first video, whether it turns out great or not, it doesn't matter. They went out and shot that first video. They send it in and it turns out way better than they thought it did. So then their clocks get turning, that light turns on, then their second video, they do it and it's way better. And then what I see is by their third and fourth video, these people are, they're off on their own. They're, they're excited. They're having more fun. They're becoming themselves on video and they're having more fun with the process. And that's what I see the most is it transitions from I'm being really nervous and I have to go shoot this video to wow, I'm having fun. I, I went to a restaurant today, Chris. I think I want to shoot a video there. It goes from that is the mindset that kind of, which we want people to eventually get to. And that's what I see. I see, oh, I'm really nervous to, wow, that didn't look as bad as I thought it did to, oh, now I want to shoot all these videos. I have all these ideas. But it all starts with just getting out there and doing that first one. That is the, that's the hardest one, that first one. It's probably like me thinking of skydiving. I'm scared of heights. I don't want to go on an airplane, let alone jump out of one. But I bet you that if I did it, like when I'm in the air, I bet you I'd be having a blast. I haven't skydived yet, but every single person that I know who has skydived, they say the same thing. I'll go do it again right now. But before that, they're like, oh, I'll never do it. I'll never do it. They bite that bullet and they just do it. And then they're like, man, I'll go do that right now. I, I, have, I had so much fun. It's a life-changing experience. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing with a lot of things. You try it and it's either what you thought it was or it's not what you thought it was, but at least you did it. And that's the hardest part. Yep. Well, and you get better. Uh, you're not yeah. going to be perfect on the first one, but 
Is there a such thing as perfection with video? No, not at all. I, I mean, I, like I said, I've been doing this since I was 15 years old. I learned something new that I want to do every single day with video, and that's my life. I do it every single day. And, and I still learn something new. I learn from the agents. I watch the agents, and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And I'm learning from you guys the same time as you're learning from me and us. Yeah, totally. So what would you say would be like somebody – who is second guessing their appearance? I honestly, I mean, there's things you could do. You can get up there and get your hair cut and do all of that. But it's, it's, it's not about that. People relate to that personality, like Mike said, who you are. And if you get on screen and you're worried about that, and believe it or not, people feel that. They're like, oh, this is not as genuine, or this, that energy comes through the screen. So you can't be so focused on what I look like or what you look like. I mean, no, no, do what you got to do to feel confident on camera. But confidence really comes from knowing who you are and what you're going to talk about. And that is not how you look. That is more about what's inside and what you go through with Mike in the whole process is helping you discover who you are as opposed to what you look like. And, you know, it's just about having fun. And the more you think about that is that, yeah, that'll eat you up inside. And what I say about that is get that out of your mind right away. That's not what it's about. No one's looking at that. They're, they're feeling and listening to what you're saying. So let's play devil's advocate. So let's ask you guys, let's look at the last video you guys have seen and think about the one that sticks out in your head the most. And then ask yourself, why did that stick out in your head as most? Was it like the I've been in the business for 25 years video or is it, or is it the guy with his kids dealing with chaos in the morning before he takes them to school? And it's because you're attracted to authenticity as well. You're attracted to raw. So when you learn how to do that, it's extremely powerful in marketing, especially in a relationship based business guys, this is a popularity contest. I believe remember 60% of business is still coming from your, the people, you know, sphere of influence and uh, repeat business. So when we look at the numbers on this, we're, we're playing right towards building a brand. That's what building a personal brand is all about becoming here, here. Let me simplify this. I think, do you think people get complicated or I can understand if people are confused about what building a personal brand is. Is that right, Chris? Cause I, I I'm in the space all day, so I get it. But do you think most people are like, yeah, know the personal I think, yeah, I think I get kind of caught up in, well, what's the personal brand? What's that? What's that? It's like, you live your life in a personal brand. Well, let's sum it down. Let's define it. So here's what your personal brand is. There's two people talking, two people talking, and they start talking about real estate. The amount of people who automatically insert your name into that conversation determines how big your personal brand is. Yeah. All right. So that's an easy way to put it. So if you think about it, if 76% of people use the first agent they speak to, what the hell is the point? And if 60% of business is coming from referrals and repeat business, sorry, I'm farming all the people I know and making sure that they know what I'm doing for a living versus chasing a bunch of strangers I've never met in hopes of picking up a client. Now, the stats also show that 10 to 15% of the population moves each and every year. So when we're talking about communication impact, what we're doing is that we're consistently, frequently touching our sphere of influence because every single person that sees your video, just know that 10 to 15% of them, they're moving this year. And most of them don't even know it yet. Now, at the same time, every single person who sees your video knows someone they can refer you to. That is why you brand your personal brand. That is why you keep on doing it with consistency because you play after the referral game. If you happen to get their direct business along the way, great. That's a byproduct of this. But 
the way that we work this is that this is a referral generating strategy, which is far and large the biggest source of agent business still in 2019. Yeah, 60%. Yep. Well, I think we hit a lot of these. Uh, I think we hit a lot of these points, Chris. Do you have anything else that you want to add and any tips you want to give? I'd like you to touch up on uh, shooting these videos because everything we're shooting is on a cell phone. Oh, yeah. Honestly, when in all my training calls, the first thing I tell people is this is so simple that I don't want you to feel like, you know, I'm overcomplicating things or, or, or anything like that. It's, it's so simple. I kind of feel, you know, like, I naturally am trying to explain more than I need to explain. And when it comes to shooting it, like you said, it's right on your cell phone and it's very, very easy. It's just new. And Mike consistently tells people that all the time. And honestly, after your first or second video, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. From that point on, I've noticed a lot of people, they know what they're doing. They just get in their mind about it. And I'm just like, come on, you know what it is. And then I remind them and they're like, oh, great. Oh yeah, I know that. You know, and it's very simple. And like the only, the biggest tip I have for people is get out and just do that first one, regardless of how it turns out, regardless of if anyone sees it, whether it's just you who watches it or someone else, I guarantee you, if you get out there and shoot that first video from then on, it's, it's a, it's a downhill climb after that. It's a downhill. You're going downhill the whole time after that. Totally. I agree. Folks, don't overthink this stuff. It's not that hard. It's just new. It's not complicated. Um, the magic really is in the editing to make your stuff look good. It really is. Like, you'd be amazed at the simplicity of shots you could take just from your cell phone. These cameras on these phones are just amazing. And, you know, in today's day and age, remember, we're not trying to create some Steven Spielberg Star Wars type of production here. We're creating hyper-local content that reminds everyone what we do. And we're doing it in a way that stands out. I mean, it's really that yeah. simple. And we're just doing it consistently. So, folks, thank you very much for listening. Chris, do you have any other closing thoughts you want to go ahead and add on here that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, man, just, just get out there. Learn this right here. It's one of the most important skills that you can learn today. This video, it's taking over. It's taking over. And hop on the train now. It's still very new. Like Mike keeps saying, it's still very new. And you guys aren't the only ones who's nervous about this right here, the power that we hold in our hands. So get on the train now. That's just what it is, yeah. regardless, in any way, shape, uh, or form. Our other business partner here calls it the gold rush of attention. And that's honestly what's in front of you. The question is, are you going to go ahead and grab it or not? Because if you don't, another agent in your market will, trust me. Two to three years, this will be mainstream. And by then, we'll be doing virtual reality videos while everyone else is doing the ones we're doing today. So, folks, if you have any additional questions about how we work or whatnot, feel free to chime in. We hope uh, and reach us on the website. You guys know where to find me. It's really easy. Realestatemarketingdude.com. Also, leave us some reviews on this show, man. Come on. Help spread the word. Share this amongst your friends. Follow us on our YouTube page if you want to see all of our videos. Follow me on Instagram if you want to see all the videos. Follow me on Facebook, therealestatemarketingdude.com, and obviously one of those platforms. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. We Peace. appreciate it. See you next time. Peace. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.